Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the Inner Work Conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. Episode 
three of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast with busy business owners and leaders in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm joined with special guest Rachel Pierce from Lebeau Floor, an award-winning florist, and I'll be honest, a bit of an inspiration actually. In today's episode, we discuss how tuning in and staying true to your core values drives success and fulfillment, how intentional living boosts productivity, how major life events like life and death can help build resilience in life and business. And of course, we are diving into all things inner work with the objective of making you feel empowered and reassured that you're totally not alone. This one is definitely one worth listening to all the way to the end. So if you're tuning in, please click subscribe and don't forget to tag me in your social media platform of choice with where you're listening from and what your key takeaways have been. Let's dive straight in. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I'm really keen to jump straight in and start talking about how your business came to be born and your journey to this point. Right, okay. My journey to Labo Fleur really started a long time before the birth of the actual company. I'm from a financial services background and had worked in financial services for 20 years. And sometimes you fall into jobs and I think that's what happened to me. I progressed quite well and was a a senior director at Lloyd's. And I think there's a lot of things within that role that feed into your ego, but don't necessarily feed into what I call your core. Some people might call it your soul or there's a core inside you. And I've learned that that's what needs feeding. Becoming a mum and growing up and learning more about myself led me to the point where that career wasn't making me happy anymore so I needed to reevaluate. and I've always wanted to be a florist always since I was a teenager when I first started in financial services at 18 apparently I used to harp on about being a florist all the time and so I just took the plunge I took voluntary redundancy from a very secure, well-paid, well-thought-of job that had sort of become my identity for a long time. Went back to college, retrained for two years, and then found myself in a situation where I was like, well, bloody hell, I've got to do something with this now. I've had no income for two years. (laughs) I put a lot of pressure on the family in terms of me being absent a little bit more on courses and not bringing any money into the house. I've got to do something with this now, and I've got to make make it work and where do I start so although I had the core skills that I needed I needed to sort of translate that and create a business out of it and that really started five or six years ago I've just learned so much along the way things that I never knew I needed to know and things that I never thought I'd be able to do which Mm. I know you have as well along your journey so what I really struggled with before taking the leap to start my own business was I think that takes an incredible and an insane amount of courage to decide it might not be that you're the happiest even but you're going to leave that safety and that security behind and you're going to leap into the unknown what was it for you that made you go this is right I know that I should be doing this I think when you're younger 
you believe that your ego is your identity. If you think back to when you're in your 20s and you may or may not be the same, but it was all about the car that you drive and the bag that you had and the shoes that you've got. And when you meet somebody for the first time and they ask you what you do for a job, you're proud to say, oh, I'm a director within Lloyds Bank. Oh, well, what does that mean? Oh, I've got 70 staff working for me and I travel here and I go there and I've got this. And And then I've got to attribute a lot of this to becoming a mum at the age of 30. Becoming a mum wasn't on my agenda. I was in a very male-dominated industry and my peer group was, there was 52 of us across the country. 50 of those was men. And then there was one other female who was down south somewhere. She was in her 50s. And then there was me, who was 27, Warrington born and bred, left school with pretty standard GCSEs and all of a sudden I find myself in this world where you're kind of having to fight for everything and become one of the boys and I was sort of racing through that life at a million miles an hour and then all of a sudden oh my god I am pregnant what the hell is going on here so I accepted it and got my head around it and it became everything and having Eleanor from the minute I had her fueled this new energy and enabled me to understand that there was another part to me that really I hadn't even explored right from the word go that became a thing to me it became my driver and so important and I think it's become more important as she's grown up and she's 15 now and she's turning into a young woman and as parents we all want to be an example to our kids so you mentioned it was incredibly brave to do it and that didn't really enter my head because Mm. there was so much more that I needed to do and there were so many things that were unexplored that I needed to understand and I needed to feed myself to become a better person. And I think your career or your job and how you spend your time, it has to feed your core. One of the biggest gifts that you can give to yourself and to your family and your friends is to really get to know yourself and really understand what makes you tick. You can think of circumstances over the last 20 or 30 years that have provoked a real emotion whether it be negative positive and really explore those things you will uncover the true you you'll uncover your core and you'll work out what ingredients you need to feed that core I think everything in life I always refer to ingredients there's always a right mix and it's working out what your ingredients are and at the time I absolutely knew that the ingredients I needed was the flexibility to be a mum because there was nothing more important important than that and I had to work out a way to do it and working in corporate was never going to be the right way I needed to be creative because this creative force inside of me that hadn't been getting fulfilled it was hungry and it needed to be fulfilled I suppose the ego that I had it diluted it wasn't important anymore I needed to make that life change to create the right ingredients to fulfill me I'm so glad that you're on the podcast. The whole point of this podcast is it's called the inner work conversation because that's what we talk about here. We talk about that inner work that needs to happen for you to be able to live a life and run a business successfully on your terms. 
What I know personally to be true about going after success on your own terms is it doesn't come without its challenges. So one of the things that I'm really keen to hear about is on your journey, what would you say has been your biggest challenges so far? That's quite an interesting question for me, because one thing I have learned about myself throughout the transition from the corporate world to working independently and and running a small business is I don't view challenges as a negative. I kind of just view challenges as a thing. It's something that happens. So when you get up in the morning, there's various things that happen throughout your day and some will be great and easy and positive and a quick tick in the box and some of them will be more challenging and more difficult to deal with but I think the bigger the challenge the better the learning if you can work out a way in which you can embrace challenges that's not to say ignore them or don't acknowledge that there's something there that's going to be difficult to do but just to welcome it and actually work your way through it and see what comes out the other side that's a really good opportunity one of my main drivers for deciding to make the change and come out of corporate was to achieve a better work-life balance so one of the things that shocked me a little bit was that actually for a period of time that actually got worse (laughs) and I was thinking oh god what have I done it's like you know you you end up getting up earlier to sort of cram a bit of work in before the family get up and then you sort of still (laughs) on time late at night and you think this was not on the agenda this is not one of the ingredients that I wanted to be feeding into myself so I think initially that was a challenge and it took me a while to work through that one and I think retrospectively looking back it just had to be like that you'll know yourself a business just doesn't build itself it's quite easy to sort of look at the end product but you don't see the work that goes on behind that and in order to build up a successful sustainable business and a business that can weather storms that may come your way there has to be that element of commitment to it and graft and that sort of comes on to something else that I think is really important to learn to be able to do and that's accept things that you can't change to achieve that work-life balance was a priority for me and it wasn't happening and when I worked through it and I understood why it was accepting that actually Rach this is just the way it's going to be in this first year you know five years on now I can say I've learned how to do that but accepting that I wasn't going to achieve that priority straight away was important because I think if you can accept it it's easier to then work your way through it really. I think other challenges that I experienced is learning to do things that didn't come naturally, that were key ingredients to the business being successful. And I'd say a key one is social media and learning how to access my audience. One thing that I did initially was sort of design an avatar, like what does my ideal client look like? And once I started to understand that, I had to work out, right, well, how do I access these clients? Where where do these hang out, you know? My audience is female between 25 and 35 because I am a high-end florist. They, you know, there's a particular demographic that I'm wanting to talk to. So I needed to work out where they hung out. Where am I going to get access to these people? And turns out it's Instagram. Was I on Instagram? Was I ek? Did I know what Instagram was? No, I didn't. (laughs) Did I want to? Not really, (laughs) but I had to. So that was really pushing myself 
Because in corporate, you've got people doing stuff for you. If I had an IT problem, I'd go, hi, IT man, can you come and help me? If I had a marketing problem, hello, marketing department, can you help me? You are everything in a small business. So it's learning to do those actual physical tasks that I wasn't particularly comfortable doing, but it was actually pretty critical to the business becoming a success. So again, just accepting, well, do you know what, Rachel, you've got to get your big girl knickers on and you've got to get on Instagram and work out how it works. And you've got to work that system because that is going to feed your business. And it does. And now I feel very comfortable in that environment for a, but for a long time. I didn't really. It's amazing to hear you say that because I'm already married and actually before we started recording this podcast I said to Rach sometimes I have to not look at her Instagram because it makes me want to get married all over again it's so beautiful (laughs) and you show up you show up on social media so naturally so I think it's going to be really inspiring for everyone to hear that actually at some point that wasn't the case for you you know you had to really work on that and you're right we see a final product don't we we see your flowers your bouquets we see my coaching and my client wins but what we don't necessarily see or even acknowledge particularly when we're in this potential place of comparison if we're looking Mm. over into someone else's Mm. garden to see how green the grass is there we don't always consider those inner conversations that we've Mm. had with ourselves where we've said things like you know I have to accept that this priority that I've got might not actualize this year for me but if Mm. I can if I can hold on through this time and if I I can readjust ever so slightly and just keep going then this will actually turn out in my favor with what you were saying before it really made me think I'm in my in my six months of running my own business and there have definitely been times for me where I've thought wow this is not what I thought it would be I don't mean that in a positive way either I mean that in a way of wow that slapped me around the chops I wasn't expecting that so do you think that one of the attributes for successful business owners is persistence and patience yeah resilience absolutely top of the list I just think if you've got resilience you can do anything and that goes back to understanding yourself and learning about your core to build that resilience because we're not all born with that we have to learn about resilience you know you have to have failings you have to have those challenges you have to have the disappointments to build that resilience it's getting up and showing up every day because like you've just touched on there in the first six months of starting the business I lost my dad and you asked about challenges and I've given you some work examples there's never ever ever going to be a bigger challenge than losing my dad and everything that come with that but god I learned a lot there's so many transferable learnings in something as personal as grief and that process that can be used in every other aspect of your life you know whether that be work or being a friend or you know obviously being a parent and a wife again you get to know yourself you dig a little bit deeper in those times and yeah definitely resilience ticking those little things off your to-do list because it can seem a little bit overwhelming 
sometimes and maybe you're in that place at the minute if you spend too much time looking at what you need to do to get two years down the line oh it blows your mind and it just becomes too much and actually you don't become as productive as what you can be if you was to say right well what do I have to achieve today to move a tiny tiny little bit closer to that big goal that's sat over there that I'm aware of but don't give it too much airtime in your brain because it'll drive you mad yeah those little wins on a daily basis and decide where you want to be and just chip 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 away at it every day everything that you do every little item on your to-do list has to be pointing towards that two-year goal or five-year goal or whatever that is but yeah definitely persistence and resilience and being brave you've got so much wisdom there to share with us all And you talk about chipping away daily. You talk about having that resilience and showing up every single day. So talking about daily habits, would you say that there are any non-negotiables that you personally have on a daily basis that you really recognise if you don't do them for yourself? Yes, I do. I always get up early. It's been the case now for about five or six years. And I think it's been born out of being a florist because we're always up early. We're either up early to go to the flower market or the wholesalers or we're up early because we've got a wedding to do. Or And so that's just become part of life. So initially I used to get really, really frustrated when on a day off I would wake up at five o'clock and it just kept happening. And it didn't matter what I did. I used to wake up at five o'clock. So going back to what I said earlier, I thought I've got two choices. I can either fight this or I can accept it and actually do something with that time and actually welcome the fact that I've got an extra couple of hours in the day. And what am I going to do with it? What can I do to set myself up for the day and use that time? So one thing that I do is I will get up and I will feed the animals and I will make myself a triple espresso, skinny caramel latte, extra hot because it has to be piping hot. And I will sit in silence and I will enjoy every mouthful. And I think it's my little way of meditating <laughs> that I absolutely, I just make such an event out of this coffee in the morning. And honestly, I just love it. Then I get on with planning my day. And I think that coffee is such a ritual. Without it, my day just wouldn't be right. And I am a stickler for a to-do list. And I have challenged myself on this because I think one of my natural traits is to be a bit of a control freak. And I've worked hard on this over the years to calm that down a little bit because I think too much control wasn't necessarily great for me. But it's one thing that... I do because I like to be organized and actually I've learned that that is one of the ingredients that fuels me and I'm not going to fight against that it's really important for me to be organized and it's really important for me at the end of the day to look back on my day and feel that I've achieved and feel that I've moved forward and what we said earlier on about getting up and showing up and chip chip chipping away you know sometimes you can get to the end of the day and think what have I done today but actually if you've written these things down and you've ticked them off you can actually look and think oh god I have actually been quite productive I've nothing tangible to show for it but I've edged myself that little bit closer everything goes on my to-do list I think it's important to attribute value 
to everything that you do in the day. But sometimes we disregard the things that don't seem to add value, but actually they're really, really important to the running of the house, the running of the business, to your well-being or your family's well-being. So literally everything I intend to do that day, it goes on the to-do list, including household jobs. If I want to bob and see my mum for 30 minutes, or if I want to treat Eleanor and pick her up from school and you know take her for what 15 year olds want to do at the minute is go and get her ears pierced and it's really important to be intentional if those things don't go on my list they could quite easily not happen and if they don't happen for a long period of time that has a negative impact on me if I went three days without seeing my mum and then all of a sudden went oh my god I've not seen my mum for three days that would have a negative impact on me and my mum so to plan it in I just think is really important and it gives you control and it gives you autonomy and ownership for your day and it makes you become more intentional which I think is important so that's really what my morning looks like and then really all hell breaks loose because then the rest of the house gets up (laughs) and I think one thing that I do always do as well is always create some time for me and it doesn't actually have to be doing anything major I always have to take the dog out so I kind to turn that into an event and I love my podcasts so again I will plan what ingredient do I need today and I will plan my podcast around what I feel I need do I need to be motivated today or do I need to be calmed down a little bit today or do I need to feel inspired today am I feeling a bit you know off kilter there's a lot going on in the world at the minute we're living in crazy times do I need something to sort of settle me down a little bit and then I will make sure that that podcast is aligned to what I need and that works really well but it could just be like literally having a shower but then just having 15 minutes lay on the bed just like going over your day or planning what you're going to do and going over situations that have happened and thinking oh you know that played out really well why did it play out well what what happened then what did that person do or what did I do that made that a good thing so yeah I think probably they're the physical ones but the emotional non-negotiables is really going back to getting to know that authentic you, that real you, allocating time to just to become an expert in yourself, really. Because I think if you're an expert in you, I just think you show up better. You know, if we align it to our work situations and our careers, if you're happy and motivated and living your best life, you can give so much more to your clients. You can engage with them on a different level. You can add so much value to them. You just show up the best version of you, really. So... Mm. Have you seen my Venn diagram on Instagram where it links life and business and then you were in the middle? Yeah, yeah. You've really hit the nail on the head with exactly what I'm getting at there, Rach, because it's the same saying as, you know, you need to fill your own cup up first. And what I love about what you've just said is having that time and, and making sure that you have that time to ask yourself, how do I feel and what do I need? And then making small adjustments to fulfill that so that you can be the best version of you, not only for you, but for the people that you serve and the people that you love. And I think that it's quite reassuring to hear that that doesn't mean you have to take two hours of meditation, yoga and all of the different things. It could just be as simple as doing what you're doing anyway, i.e. walking the dog. But while you're doing that, giving yourself what you need in that moment. 
yeah absolutely and i think it's important to recognize as well that these ingredients that we keep going on about they can change daily and they can change by the way you're feeling as an individual but they can change by circumstances that are around us if we think back to march the ingredients that we might have needed on the 20th of March before the very first lockdown happened mm -hmm. and everybody's lives changed, the ingredients we needed then would be significantly different to the ingredients that we would have needed as an individual seven days down the line when we really had to sort of relearn what, what's important to us in our lives and everything that we thought was important had all of a sudden gone, hadn't it? You know, yeah. all of these things that used to fill our time wasn't there anymore and to evaluate so they can change quite quickly but just going back to what we touched on initially about my career change mine changed massively mm. and I think that was triggered by having Eleanor and just also with age so it's it's always revisiting your inner core your true self and realigning the ingredients that you're feeding yourself and make sure that they are nourishing you because you might just be feeding the same ingredients when you know you've sort of outgrown those yeah it's not what you need anymore it was yeah. taking that time I suppose to get to know yourself really getting to know yourself realizing the tools that you need to get to know yourself yeah we take you back to the rage that was in corporate that was in that race if you like trying to do all of these different things and be all of these things to all of these people it probably wouldn't have crossed your mind back then to yeah. ask yourself those questions no. you know well, the perception, my own perception of doing that, I would have perceived that as quite selfish. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, I don't know whether it's age or becoming a mum or just the learnings that you sort of gather as you go through life. You know, you've said fill your own cup and I always say put your own life jacket on first and it's the same thing. Is You actually can't be the best of anything until you're the best of yourself. Mm. Absolutely. So it isn't actually the most unselfish thing that you can do for people all that being said with that context and all of the small things that you do so regularly to ensure your personal success and your business success could you summarize what has been the most impactful or the biggest contributor to your success so far praise where it's due to my husband <laughs> because he really has been an emotional and physical supporter. And I think especially in those early days, especially with the difficult circumstances surrounding losing my dad in those very early stages and the challenges that that brought, I really did and do value the support from Nick. We had to sort of work as a team, firstly for me to be able to go back to college and study for two years. And then in that first year, as I've touched on, that work-life balance just went completely out the window so that required more hands on the deck in terms of just keeping things going at home and me not being around as much and him having to physically help me sometimes in terms of if there was a big job to do and I needed an extra pair of hands so there's definitely a, a people element as well before we lost my dad like my dad was my biggest supporter he was just like my biggest fan and he was so 
chuffed that I was making this move honestly it was like a dream come true for my dad and so I think I carry that with me a lot I know I know how made up my dad would be that the business was succeeding and I was living my dream and so I sort of carry that with me as well the the main thing is learning the art of acceptance because there's things that historically I would have fought against that now I don't understand why I used to fight against them it's just accepting people and circumstances and challenges and difficult situations that you can't actually change is so important for your mental health and it just makes everything so much quieter it just gets rid of so much unnecessary noise around you I mean that personally and in business you know when we talked about earlier your two-year plan your five-year plan your 10-year plan whatever that is for your business keep your eye on that and if anything that's happening isn't serving you or that focus then get rid get rid of that noise get rid of anything that doesn't serve you and you just find it easier then to accept the things that are. And if you can't accept something, then make sure you can change it. Mm. Because it's kind of, I have like a little flow chart in my brain. <laughs> something happens and I go, can you change it or not? If I say no, I've trained my brain so well now, I can just accept it. And it's done with, it's gone. It doesn't create any more noise because you, yeah, you create patterns in your brain, don't you? You create this road. And if something happens and you can't change it but you're giving it airtime. you're just feeding yourself the wrong ingredients the wrong nutrients they're not offering you anything they're not yeah. keeping you healthy yeah so they're not you, are they? yeah and if you ask yourself the question you've got this challenge and you ask yourself the question can I change it and the answer is yes and don't hesitate just work out how you can change it what you want the outcome to be and it might be something that's going to take a year to change or it might be something that you can do that day but work out what you can do to change it and make it happen chip away at it be consistent show up get it on your list tick it off every day and just work towards that change that's going to ultimately feed your soul the better food to feed that core and I think one thing that we've all learned this year since March, since lockdown, since our lives and the world has changed so dramatically, is the luxury of time. Mm. The big difference between time and money, you always know how much money you've got. We can log on our internet banking now and look how much money we've got. We've got no clue how much time we've got. So we've really got to use that time and invest it well and invest it in yourself, create that time. I hate, I don't use the word hate very often, but I hate hearing people say, I've not got time, I'm too busy. You are the master of your time. You decide how you spend that time. And if something is important, you create that time to make it happen. There's been a lot of challenge this year, but we've all had the luxury of more time. And I just think we need to really acknowledge and understand and accept that we've got that luxury of time and welcome it and work Mm -hmm. out what to do with it to create Mm -hmm. time to do the right things that are going to serve us short, medium and long term into our futures. Mm, I love that. Amazing. So 
five years down the line and you have really thrived through owning your own business and all of the different challenges and the adversity that you've had to face in that time. As a business owner of five years now, what is it that you love about owning your own business? And again, I would say that these all feed into my core and what enables me to spring out of bed in the morning and hot step it downstairs for my triple espresso you know I like the empowerment that you can make your own rules and actually nobody can tell you that you can't now that I've got myself to a good point in terms of the work-life balance I love the flexibility and sometimes people say what what does it matter now because Eleanor's 15 she's going on 16 you know she she doesn't need you to be around and I completely disagree with that I can remember being a teenager very clearly yeah and I think actually there's an argument to say that she needs me us a family around more Mm -hmm. now and Eleanor is always always my nanny's priority and I'm not ashamed to say that because a lot of a lot of people's perceptions would be that actually work and the business is your priority because like we've touched on that's the bit that they see but actually everything that's coming from the business is to enable me to be the best mum that I can mm-hmm. so the flexibility is great I love the fact that I'm there every morning and I'm there every afternoon when she gets in and I'm you know I can be around to sort of help to give her the right ingredients to feed her core and recognizing that that's actually important feeding her core is feeding my core and recognizing that so inadvertently the business has really given me everything I need to fulfill my personal life and then of of course the obvious one is the creativity of the job and I think that's what a lot of people within the wedding industry have struggled with actually the financial aspect of it is secondary to the fact that we can't go out there and create that photographers can't go out there and take these fabulous photos and I can't out and create these floral installations and so the creativity and the variety of the job and the collaborating with other creative people and all of the hobbies that I used to do there was always summit at the end of it and I think that comes down to why I wasn't getting the fulfillment in finance because there was nothing ever there you know it didn't matter how good a job you did they wanted more out of you the next day and you couldn't go home and say look what I've made today look what I've done there was nothing there to show for it so I really recognize that that's important to me that there's an end product and that collaborative aspect to my job that you're working with lots of other industry Mm -hmm. experts and you know you get to to go on a journey with this couple that are getting married and it's like the biggest day of the life and Mm, and they'll treasure that for years right I think um listening to what you're saying there about owning your own business and how what you've done is understood yourself so well to know actually there's parts of you or your core as you call it that need to be tapped into for you to feel like you're truly thriving and you're truly fulfilling that core and what I hear when you speak Rach is you've really listened to yourself you've really tapped into what do I love what brings me joy what lights me up and you've tapped into it and made it a successful business and the thing is every single person has got the ability to do that 
everybody and I guess it's just coming back to that time is moving you and your core further up your to-do list get it to the top because everything else sits beneath it then becomes so much easier you know but you will have to invest that time in yourself and really be honest with yourself as well and that's quite hard initially because there's this social you there's this ego you and it isn't the real you it isn't going back to that other word acceptance accepting that that you isn't the true you and digging deeper you know and really thinking about what lights you up can you remember a time when you was really angry but you you don't really you didn't understand why some it just really riled you go back to that situation analyze it because what you'll find is it compromised one of your core values if you felt let down by somebody you sort of initially attribute that to that person and that action but it's not it's how it's not aligned itself to you it's how it's compromised your core value that's why it set that fire off in your belly and made you really annoyed once you recognize that you recognize that that person doesn't talk your language that person Mm. doesn't serve you they're not adding value to your life come away (laughs) yeah and there's opportunity in the anger and the rage and the upset and the disappointment in all of those scenarios I think we get so consumed with the way that we feel about the scenario the situation or the person we forget the lesson we forget that oh god I'm being taught something they're mirroring something to me it's out of alignment with my core and I need to realize why yeah and that's going back to one of your first questions which was the challenge Mm. you know whilst you're going through this self-discovery getting to know yourself becoming the expert in you change the way you view things if you can don't look at challenges as problems look at them as opportunities what can you learn from it it might take you more time to get over that challenge than if something was just handed to you on a plate but god you're going to learn from that and you're going to add to that toolkit and you're going to learn about a new ingredient that you need to get into that diet for your core so just change the way you look at things especially now when this is released we'll still be in lockdown version two and I think you know what what an amazing time to actually look at those things and reassess so thank you Rach we're going to jump into quick round let's do it Rach, what is your favourite quote and why? So I've narrowed it down to about six or seven. (laughs) It's a quick round, Rach. (laughs) It's a quick round. (laughs) Right, I'll pick one. The past is gone and the future isn't here yet. All we've got is now. I love that you've narrowed it down to that one. A resource I'm loving is... I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I've thoroughly enjoyed all of The Happy Place with Fern Cotton, especially the two with Russell Brand. Yeah. Anything really, Eckhart Tolle is just, if you can access any of his info, podcasts, anything, honestly, he is the man. If you could take yourself back to the very beginning of being a business owner, what would you tell yourself? Always remember what you're in it for. The busier you become, the easier it is to lose sight of what you went in it for. We've touched on all of those things throughout the podcast. Just really remember what you're in it for. Make sure that all of your activities and all of your items on your to-do list are aligned to what you're in it for. Yeah, your why, your purpose. Yeah. 
too tied up sometimes in the what you're doing and lose sight of why you're doing it and that's so important because it's futile if you're not doing it for the wise yeah and lastly thriving in life and business to you means be present intentional and accepting I think it's desperately important to be present we talk about it a lot don't we because social media and technology has made us less present so we just have to work harder than ever on that Mm -hmm. to be present and show up every day and really just to make everything you do intentional and for that Yeah. yeah amazing So, Rach, I know that we need more of you in our lives, both your floristry and also your vibe. Can you tell everyone where can we find you? Okay, so I show up mainly on Instagram. That's mainly fueled by where my audience hang out, really. So at Labo Fleur. I'll put the handle in the show notes. Um, my website is www.labofleur.co.uk. Gorgeous. Thank you. I think we can all walk away with some golden nuggets today. So thank oh, you. Rich. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. If this episode did resonate with you, please don't forget to click subscribe and consider sharing it with another leader or business owner that it might help. Finally, I'd love you to stay updated with me and what I'm up to. I'll leave all my links to my social media accounts in the show notes or head over to tlb.org.uk. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.